0: Hello, and welcome to the Plant-Based Body Podcast. My name is Steph Sanzaro, and it is so nice to have you guys here with me. This is something that I've wanted to do for such a long time, and I've always wanted to have a platform where I can help raise awareness and to talk about the things that nobody really wants to talk about. And if you are familiar with my Instagram account at plantbasedbody__, or my website, plantbasedbody.co, you will know that that is exactly what I am all about. I am completely honest and truthful about my past experiences and my struggles, and that is what this will be about. But this podcast will also be about interviewing, inspiring people that are out there in the world trying to make it a better place. And I cannot think of a better way to start than not beating around the bush and getting straight into it today with my first guest nick bell nick is an incredible young man who is out there breaking the stigma of mental health and in this podcast we will be discussing the importance of reaching out and talking to someone and actually talking to your family and asking for help and there will be talk about suicide and I want to let you know that if at any time you need to take a break, you can take out those headphones, go for a walk, have a bit of a breath, and then make sure that you do put those headphones back in because his story is so important and it is a message that really needs to be shared and that's why we are going to get straight into it today. So please welcome my first guest, Nick Bell. Really nice to have you here with me, Nick. Thank you for being here. No worries. So we're gonna start off today by telling me about what you do with yourself at the moment.
1: Um, so currently I'm a uni student at Deakin Uni, first year, and I work at Coles as a shelf filler yeah. and I also work at Geelong Cats as a retail merchandiser.
0: Very nice, and what are you doing at uni? Primary school Primary teaching? teaching yeah. What made you wanna do that?
1: Um, so when I was younger and uh, during uh, primary school I really enjoyed that time and so I kind of reflected and looked back on what would be an enjoyable career and what I'd um, be able to give back to young kids and as a role model like I, I enjoyed that so I want kids to go through primary school with the same enjoyment that I had so just by being a teacher there so yeah
0: that's beautiful and well, let's go back to your schooling life what was what was that like early on uh
1: early on was good uh it was it was a bit Troublesome during uh, high school in the early stages of high school, mm-hmm. uh, I got bullied a lot. Okay, uh, so that was pretty difficult. Um, I didn't surround myself with uh, very good people, and I didn't feel I could get outside of uh, new friends. But I did uh, coming into year ten. I got a new uh, friendship group which I played footy with. Uh, they were really good, and then sort of year twelve was a disaster year.
0: Okay. Tell me a little bit about that one.
1: Um, I just uh, didn't really take uh, year 12 too seriously. I mucked around with a lot of my friends and tried to enjoy school more uh, rather than having pressure. <laughs> yeah. And then once turning 18 at the start of the year um, and parties came about, I sort of uh, looked forward more to the Saturdays rather than school and enjoyed the social aspect of drinking. Um, and then I got into a sort of little first fling with a girl from another school, uh, that ended badly, uh, which sort of, I didn't know how to handle it. And since then, after that happened, uh, I turned sort of to alcohol and sort of derailed from school in year 12. So yeah, it wasn't really an enjoyable year for me and I didn't realize that I was struggling and, um, going down that path. So yeah, it was pretty, pretty serious year.
0: And how did that affect you?
1: Um, I I felt I worked as hard as I could in year 12 in that that situation Um, but that didn't really reflect on my score so um, that sort of affected me knowing that I got a low score, ATAR score and that my possibilities for the future were limited. Yeah. Um, it sort of put a hold on, um, my goals cause I wanted to be a teacher and I didn't necessarily get the score to become a teacher. Mm-hmm. So I sort of had to think what I wanted to do then on. Yeah. Um, so that was, and I'm sort of glad that that happened in a way. I'm, I'm glad that I didn't get the score and it sort of made me appreciate, uh, working harder and to, uh, to, uh, the motivation to achieve that goal is greater now than getting it handed to me in that one year.
0: See, that is so amazing that you can turn that situation around and really make it into a positive. There are a lot of people that would just, you know, continue on the path that they're on and never really turn that around. So I think you should be really, really proud of yourself for doing that.
1: I'm proud of that. And... After school, I decided to have, I, I, I always said it was a gap year, but it mm-hmm. ended up being, uh, I think, three gap years.
0: Oh, yes. It a so, three-year gap year. Yes, yeah. I'm familiar with that one. From
1: then, I set a goal that, um, okay, I had a shit year in year 12, and I was going to travel, not go to uni and travel. Uh, so I booked a one-way ticket to, uh, to Europe and London, and that was my goal for that year, to work hard, earn that money, and go away on my travels.
0: Wow. How was that?
1: Um, that was difficult.
0: Oh, okay. First of all, how long were you gone for?
1: Uh, it ended up being only a month. Okay. Whereas I planned three months.
0: Yes. Right. Okay. So tell me a little bit about that.
1: Well, I'll I'll back up a bit. Prior to to going overseas, um, I had an image or, um, presentation that I wanted to express how I was feeling mentally. Okay. And so I sat down at home uh, and recorded myself of everything that I've gone through in the last two years mentally. Uh, not, nobody really knew how badly I was struggling, so this was sort of a message to put out to the world of what everything was. And yes, suicide was in that message. Okay. My family didn't know I was struggling, my friends didn't know I was struggling, but only I knew. And so uh, when I was over there... Uh, I landed and it was about two days in and I opened up my laptop, put that video up on Facebook and expressed it to the world and to let people know what was happening. Okay. Um,
0: just a few questions if you don't mind me asking. yeah, Yeah. Let's go back to that video and let's talk about that place that you must have been in that you felt like you needed to say all of those things to be heard. Tell me a little bit about what you wanted to say and what you wanted people to know.
1: Um, I wanted people to know that uh, I might be this bubbly character um, or this perceived perception of some something that um, isn't sort of my true value or what I was representing. Because um, in, in my friendship group and family, I was always that bubbly, happy person and joking around. But deep down, people didn't know how much I actually was struggling with. Um, everything mentally I had no motivation to do anything just my feelings weren't presented in the way of my so-called appearance so I wanted people to understand what what it actually was and for someone um so young um that like our environment that I was in there was no real knowledge of it there was no real um urgency to discuss that sort of stuff not at all so I felt that my friends needed to understand I felt that my family needed to understand as well
0: yeah
1: Um, some of my friends completely were shocked and I was like I'm glad that I got that off my chest because that's something that you shouldn't be shocked about that it should be talked about And and I wanted them to know that I was close to being dead
0: I'm so sorry that you felt that way.
1: No, no it's a, but I've overcome that. So that's yeah. the positive thing that I've overcome that. Absolutely. And, and I wanted to portray that message to someone who was in my position in year 12, who was struggling, who was failing with um, everything yeah. that I went through that. I've managed to overcome that. And I wanted to spread the word and say, hey, this is me, an ordinary guy who's putting my hand up and saying that I've got help, need help and yeah, moving on
0: is absolutely incredible and I've got a massive smile on my face right now and I'm very happy to hear you say that. Yeah,
1: well I'm here now. So you are
0: here now and I commend you for that because it's when you're in the depths of, you know, what might've been depression for you and suicidal tendencies, but it's very brave to be able to talk about those things openly and I really, really admire you for doing that.
1: Yeah. and I want other people to be open and talking about it uh, in any way possible.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. All right. So now take me back to the first week overseas.
1: Uh, so I was having, after putting out that video, um, I felt really good and I was just like, it's just a burden off my shoulders. Everyone knows i got so many messages of support, but I was, I was, I was happy that, um, I got some messages of support, but I was even happier from people that I wouldn't have even known to send a message. Wow. Um. So that was pretty, pretty powerful for people that I've only spoken a handful of times. Yeah. Writing me a message and I was just like, that was nice. It's so beautiful. But then like a week had gone on and the homesickness uh element I hadn't experienced mm-hmm. before. And so that sunk in. Uh, I was having panic attacks when I was over there. Wow. So I was like in a really difficult emotional state and then I was, I was struggling. I was halfway around the world by myself. Yeah. And I had nothing planned. And okay. looking back on it, I should have had something planned of I need to be here this time, this day, catching this train, whatever. Yeah. So I was just trying to wing it, but that's, I learned that's not the way that I like to do things, <laughs> just wing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, after that, mom and dad sort of knew I was struggling a little bit, that mm-hmm. I was sort of in my little bubble in London, that I was only doing certain things that were in my comfort zone. And then they yeah. decided to fly over my sister. <gasps>
0: they didn't yeah
1: so my sister um she literally got on a plane the next day and then (gasps) i met her at the airport and then we spent the next month in wow in europe
0: she must be a very beautiful girl
1: Yes, well, she was very nice to drop everything yes. and what she was doing wow. to to come over and uh, sort of have a mini holiday with me. So that was good.
0: That would have been so much fun. Yeah, well,
1: we we've travelled before, so like, yeah, it wasn't anything new. But it yes, was... you
0: weren't at each other's throats or anything. It was no,
1: but uh, her her um, positioning was I've sacrificed to come over and spend with you. Now you're planning this, so, oh. was, so was sort of a little bit of motivation. She kicked me into gear to say. This is your holiday. I'm just tagging along for emotional support. So I was, that's so I was, great. I was really thankful for that. Yeah.
0: How important is support in times like those? It sounds like your family are really very special to you.
1: Oh, they are. Family is number one. Amazing. Yeah. So um, it's just good to know and have that support. Um, especially in those times where money wasn't an issue, it was just yep, yep. T- send Sophie over no matter what the scenario was. Um, so, know,
0: and a lot of people wouldn't be able to do that. No.
1: And, and, and I really thank uh, my parents for doing that Yeah, and it taught me a lot actually. It taught me, it's good to get out of your comfort zone as well. Yes. I, I sort of live by that now. Um, a couple of people have influenced me to to pursue stuff that's out of our comfort zone because mm-hmm. I feel that uh, we're more in the moment and we're more alive when we are in uncomfortable situations and you, you never know what can happen, so. Mm-hmm.
0: So you came back with your sister. Yep. And how are you feeling coming back? I know, you know you've put out this message onto Facebook and this video being extremely honest about your mental health and how you're feeling and obviously you've chosen to do that overseas but now you're back. What was that like coming home?
1: Uh, it was difficult. Mm-hmm. I didn't uh, realize that I was, if I, I didn't know if I was going to get labeled mm-hmm. the mental health guy or I didn't want to be treated differently. And that was the hardest thing to, to understand if I was going to be treated differently with my friends. I didn't want them to wrap me up in bubble wrap and just be precious around me. So yeah. um, I sort of wanted things to operate the same, mm-hmm. but I just wanted them to understand how I what I was going through and how I was dealing with it. Yeah. Um. The the interesting thing with coming when I was coming home was um I didn't tell any of my friends when I was coming home. Okay. So I sort of surprised them at, at a social function on a Saturday night and oh. and yeah. So I had short hair. I got a haircut after having long hair for two years. Oh and my goodness. So I kind of surprised them and they didn't really really yeah know what was going on. So that was kind of good. I that got is awesome. Them. But um, yeah, and then sort of got back into routine and yeah. things were better for, for a while.
0: Yeah. So let's go back. Let's, let's talk about that stigma and, you know, why you were worried about them, you know, labeling you the mental health guy.
1: Um, a person with mental health sort of sees it as a weakness Okay. because uh, uh, you look at other people and you're always constantly judging other people's lives to your life and... All these thoughts are going through your head and you don't want mental health to be a stigma you don't want it to be uh a label or like treated differently so it is it's so hard to come out especially to your friends and family because there is that idea that you're going to get imaged and labeled a certain way so that's why i feel that certain people don't express themselves emotionally um and then they just suffer from it
0: yeah it is so old-fashioned now It should be so well known that you know everyone experiences mental health troubles you know and it is so sad to see today that it is still branded as something that we should be you know ashamed of
1: yeah I I completely agree yeah
0: yeah so talk to me about what's been happening in the last couple of months
1: um so last couple of months, I got back from another trip overseas I went to America oh so yeah and that was part of my, in my three years of traveling. So my gap years, but, um, I got back from, uh, America. I spent a month over there and that was an oh, incredible trip.
0: That's great. Um,
1: and this one I actually planned and
0: <laughs> you had learned your lesson. Yeah, I
1: did stuff that I wanted to do. So, um, yeah. that was incredible. But when I got back, something was different. Um, oh. I didn't know it. Like I didn't know what was different. I didn't know.
0: So you were different.
1: I, I felt different. Okay. Um, and the mental sort of depression came creeping in again and it wasn't um a part of a situation that had happened it just randomly just clicked um and i once i got back i identified that i was struggling but i still didn't seek help i still was going through the motions again and again and i was stuck in that place again yeah um I withdrew from playing my favorite sport, which was lawn bowls. Wow! Uh, so I withdrew from that season and said, "I'm not playing because I don't feel like myself." Okay. I didn't feel like I was up to playing, um, and then I don't know. Months went by. I was still feeling this way, and I thought I could deal with it on my own until I I have gone back to Headspace.
0: Yeah. Um. So you'd sought help from Headspace yeah, before? Yeah,
1: I've, I've, I've been to head, Headspace before. They were really good, really supportive. Um, yeah. And they just gave me the care and the opportunity to, to speak to someone, which has been really good. And yeah. I advocate Headspace.
0: Yeah.
1: It's really, really good. Oh,
0: that's amazing. Yeah,
1: but um, it only took up until a couple of weeks for me to express to my friends that I was struggling.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I tried to do a number of things myself. Outside of Headspace to try and counteract uh, mental mm-hmm. health, mm-hmm. I tried to get off social media.
0: Oh yes, tell me about that. How did how did that go? That was
1: really good. Um, I loved getting off social media. I just feel that I was spending so much time on it, wasting time, mm. and there's so many negative and just you, yeah, you're just looking at pointless things. I feel on social media, and you're wasting your time. Yeah. So I, I decided Amen. to get off it for I think it was about four
0: weeks. Wow. So that was that is a huge detox.
1: Yeah, it was really big. But the biggest thing that I found from it was it was more difficult for my friends than it was for myself. You're joking. No. Why? Um, they, I felt, and I got the message from them that it was a pain in the ass for them. Oh. Um, I noticed that I didn't get invited to as many social functions. Be-
0: you, you still had a phone number.
1: Yeah. Wow. I, I, they all knew I had a phone number as well. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I told them on social media that I was getting off it. Um, mm-hmm. here's my number if you need me. Call me, text me, whatever. And
0: this was for your mental health. Yeah. You know, this yeah. was to improve that.
1: But I didn't tell them that it was for that, and I felt that they didn't really need to know that it was for that. Yeah. No. So that's why course. I just said I'm getting off it for personal reasons because I want to. Absolutely, just and try you don't something. need to
0: justify yourself. No,
1: no, and I felt that my friends would accept that. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of them actually sort of didn't. Um, okay. Because I didn't get invited to certain social situations, certain Friday night drinks and watch footy and all I'm that. Sorry. Uh, no no need to be sorry about that. Um, it was good and bad. Okay. So, um, I was, I'm still currently seeing a counselor. So I get to talk about everything that was going on and, um, the way that the situation was, um, it sort of made me realize, am I being respected and like, they don't really need to understand my choices, but they should understand even in my past, there's some things that I do. They still don't accept and feel that it's the right way. Okay. They obviously don't understand everything that's going on. Yeah. And it's sort of the, that blindness that they need to know the reason yeah. for them to treat it differently.
0: Okay.
1: Um, no, I really enjoyed getting off social media. Uh, I started having a bit more extra time to focus on uni. Yeah. And I think that's a focal point that I need to do to be successful that focus so on uni. Great. And uh, I started exercising a bit more.
0: Wow. Well, Okay. That is a huge thing. So talking about exercise, you know, what, what are you doing currently?
1: Um, I'm currently at F45 Geelong.
0: Okay. Fantastic.
1: And I still, uh, like to go for runs. Mm-hmm. So I usually go for a run around the river Yeah. for about, uh, about an hour. I usually try and do that twice a week.
0: Incredible. Awesome. I can't, yeah, just explain how much exercise changes everything. Those endorphins just... So good for the mental health, so I'm so glad that you are doing that. Let's talk about your family and the support that they're giving you now. Uh, How is that going?
1: Uh, It's good. Uh, They sort of don't really know what's been going on in the last six months, I haven't really told them. Uh, Why do
0: you think that is?
1: It's always always daunting to tell them that you're struggling because previously when I had been struggling, mum would always stress about me and I feel that there's no need for her to stress about that sort of stuff because wow. at, of I, course she's going to worry. I know but at the moment I've got a handle on it. Um, I've, yeah. I've gone back to headspace on my own. Amazing. I've joined the gym with some help, but I'm doing all those little steps to get me in a better place. And I feel that if Mum worries about me more then mm. there's no need for that because I've got a handle on things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, family's family's pretty important and I, I still live at home, so that's yeah. That's handy that,
0: that is I
1: get all the support that I need. If I've had a bad day, mum will make me dinner or something like that. Oh, and what a gem. Yeah, she does all these little things and it, it's it's really good. Like the family, family life is it's really important.
0: Yeah, good. I'm very happy that you have that because the support system is the be-all and end-all when it comes to getting through life. We can't do it by ourselves. We genuinely can't. I agree.
1: Friends (laughs) and family are the two most key aspects to having a solid mental health.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I can relate. You know, if I didn't have somebody to talk to, there are days where I would, you know, wind up a big puddle, you know, just a big mess. it, It just
1: gets all too much and it shouldn't be that way.
0: No. Yeah. And the days when it gets all too much, well, that's when we really need to seek help, isn't it?
1: Couldn't agree more. And Lifeline's always there. Exactly. So there's support systems that are out there. Yeah. Even if you feel you can't speak to anyone at one o'clock in the morning, there's always someone. Yeah,
0: there's Lifeline and there's the suicide hotlines and it's not the end.
1: Even if you know someone who has chosen that option, it's not the option for you. I had a close workmate recently commit suicide within the last two months. So So that was, that was pretty, pretty tough. Yeah. And I felt terrible, but, um, it, it put a, of
0: course you did. That is huge. Like just stop for a second. That is earth shattering. Yeah,
1: it was. And I'd never felt that sort of pain before, Yeah, but it sort of put into perspective, um, my life and it sort of, uh, made me realise that that's not the option that I want to take Ugh. and I don't want to make right. people feel the same pain that I was feeling yeah. and then that's when I started to kick my life into gear and that's yeah. the, so it
0: was a big wake up call it, it
1: certainly was and um, it's, it's not the right option Yeah, and there's always people out there but if something happens to you that you have a friend who chooses that option it's not the be or end all you can come out on top
0: yeah absolutely you can I'm so happy that you're sitting here, you know, right here with me right now, and then still. I'm 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 really happy. Talk to me. Good. I'm glad. And that is such a horrible thing to have to go go through. And I know many people who have had to deal with very similar situations, and somehow they are still standing here just like you. And it's amazing because everything is taken away from them. So it's never the right, never the right decision. Well done. Thank you. For still being here. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the plan now going forward, you know, making an impact, changing people's lives. What's next?
1: Kind of a tough question. Um, uni's still on the horizon, I've still got another. 3 or 4 years to go. Yeah. So that's still in the back of my mind of teaching.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but wow. shaping
0: I, young minds. Yes. yes. <laughs> and
1: hopefully continue on the generations of teachers. Yeah. But um in the way of supporting and letting people understand uh just the way of life. Um I want to start a YouTube channel. Yeah. That gets that gets me certainly out of my comfort zone. There's a big influencer for me on YouTube with uh, and their name is Yes Theory. Okay. And I want to adapt my channel to uh, their philosophy of seeking discomfort and right. uh, challenging just comfortability and doing stuff outside their comfort zone. So that I, sounds great. I want to sort of expose that aspect because I don't feel that, especially in Geelong and Melbourne, that... There's no real talk about stepping outside your comfort zone and what that can actually open up to.
0: Yeah. And we're talking about like, obviously mentally as well, what that feels like, the liberation of being vulnerable for a minute.
1: Yeah. And get people to actually question their fears and what they don't want to be doing because that's only going to be holding us back. So we need to be expressing ourselves fully to be able to understand and achieve I know bigger and better things.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you're extremely passionate about that. Yeah, but I am.
1: Like it's it's something different, and yeah. I've always seen myself as being someone who's a bit different. Yep. Yeah. And so I feel <laughs> that it's it's probably the best thing for me to do to expose different things. A
0: hundred percent, a hundred percent. I know you want to be an example for other people, and you have you've overcome so much. So I think you'd be the best person to be doing it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that and. Just talking about as much as possible, promoting as much positive stuff as possible when it comes to mental health, yeah. talking in schools especially is a big thing that I want to do um, because uh, there might be someone in year 12 who's so in great. the exact same position that I was in yeah. and they might not have a positive outcome like I did. So yeah. if I go in there and talk to them, then it might change that. So
0: High school is such a terrible time you know, I, I, I for agree. all it's of us. Just,
1: It's awful when it comes to your mental health and you're too young and you don't understand everything that's going on. Like I didn't understand in year 12. No.
0: And neither did I, you know, high school was so, so hard for me, but there, you know, there wasn't someone there saying what you're feeling is so normal. You will get through this. Just hold in there, you know, don't give up. And I feel like
1: you couldn't really talk to the teachers as well because they're just there to teach. Like, yeah, they weren't. Even though there was a school counsellor, I was like, it's still a sticky situation. I was like, I don't feel comfortable with talking with a school yeah. counsellor or a school teacher about the way that I was feeling. Yeah. Because I honestly didn't even understand it. And no. looking back, if I was in the same situation, I probably wouldn't talk to a teacher or counsellor because it's it's school. It's just...
0: Well, yeah. They're, they're the authority figure, you know. To talk to them about these things just would have been too hard. Yeah. And it just... would have
1: been awkward, Yes, and you oh, would have So done.
0: awkward. No way. But for somebody that is relatable for them, that is going through or has been through the same thing as them. Now that's different.
1: And I agree. I feel that a person coming into their environment and expressing my story would make them more comfortable to say, wow, you've actually been through a lot. Yeah. I'm going through a lot. What are the practices in play that can help me? Yeah. So.
0: I think that's so great. That's so beautiful. You know, you have overcome your own mental health issues and, you know, it's an everyday job. It's a oh, I couldn't agree more. Everyday Days. job. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's yeah. not something that's just going to go away, but, you know, you lost your friend and you're still here and you are wanting to make a change in people's lives and help people and be a positive impact. And I just want to thank you for being here with me today and sharing your story.
1: All good. Thank you.
0: Wow, what a really important message that Nick is putting out there into the world. And you have to commend him for how honest and open he is. And what he's doing is so, so important. And, you know, everybody out there is struggling in some form. And it's really important to remember that no one individual's struggle is more worse or more important than somebody else's because everybody's struggle is so individual and it is so important. And if you feel like you are too, if you are struggling with depression or anxiety, there are things that you can do before it gets to that point that you think that there is no return. You know, we spoke about Lifeline and Beyond the Blue and Headspace in the Geelong community. and. I want you guys to use these facilities if you feel like you need to because talking to someone can really make all the difference and you know I want you guys to think about whether or not the people around you are struggling or not you know sometimes a small text here and there can actually make all the difference you know when someone is experiencing mental health issues They don't want to ask for help and, you know, I've been there. You know, you can feel so alone and be surrounded by so many people all at the same time. But, you know, the one thing that you guys can do is to simply be with them. You know, they don't want you to try and fix them or to try and make everything better because, unfortunately, as much as you want to help, unfortunately, it doesn't. And the biggest thing that I can give you guys today is to just be with them. You know, it makes all the difference to just sit and, you know, to watch Netflix together and to not have to talk about it, but to just know that you are understood and that you are acknowledged for how you're feeling and that it's okay to be that way because it is it is so normal for you know everybody to struggle and to have hard days and some days are really going to be harder than than other days but there is always a light at the end of the tunnel and that's a message that we really tried to bring across today and i think you really need to thank nick and i thank nick for being so honest and i hope you guys go out there today and send a message to someone just out of the blue and let them know how you feel about them and that you love them and yeah I hope you guys are kind to the people around you and smile to the person that you see on the sidewalk because you have no idea what is going on underneath the surface so have a great week guys and thank you so much for being here with me during my first episode and I look forward to seeing you guys next week